0: Welcome to another Agri Epicenter seedling session. Uh, These seedling sessions offer an opportunity to all Agri Epicenter members to showcase and share their technology or offering, discuss a current topic, and enthuse and encourage collaboration.
1: Good morning. And today we're speaking with David Bloomstein, business development consultant at Fixed Position, uh, a new member at the Agri Epicenter, focusing on satellite and GNSS technology um, for automation and robotics. Good morning, David. Um, so, it'd be really great to, for you to just give us a little bit of a background on, on the company and exactly what you do and, and how you've got involved in agriculture.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, and good morning to you. Thank you for having me on this, um, on this podcast. Uh, delighted to join and, and represent uh, my company, Fixed Position. So um, my background um, of the more recent past uh, has been in, um, in PNT, Position, Navigation and Timing. Um, I've worked for uh, other organizations uh, that are focused on the need for centimeter accurate geolocation. And this is what brought me uh, to Fixed Position uh, who are based and headquartered in Schlieren near Zurich uh, and who are pioneering in the field of uh, centimetre accurate geolocation uh, in all kinds of environments. So typically that means where the GNSS signal is either denied or degraded.
1: So, so do you just tell us, I mean, because there'll be some people, um, who listen to podcasts who are quite familiar, um, with, with this, well, this kind of very accurate positioning. Um, particularly a lot of farmers um that are working with this sort of technology. Could you just give a bit of background as to um how your technology fits into that spectrum um and and kind of how it differentiates itself um from you know other products on the market?
0: Yeah, sure. So I think overall, um in terms of the um the farming sector, um it it's it's um what it needs is it's uh, growing uh, content of autonomous machines, whether they be tractors or all kinds of implements for farming and harvesting and seeding and drilling and picking those kinds of applications. They need um, uh, the ability, those autonomous machines and autonomous robots need to be able to perform their operations with a very high degree of positional accuracy, typically centimeter level. And um, our solution, the the Vision RTK2 system, uh, enables that, it's a standalone system, which uh, is um, pioneering in the field of what we call deep sensor fusion. So having GNSS capability and IMU capability, I don't think is so new for the market, Uh, but when you fuse that with visual odometry, and wheel speed sensor tech, um, inputs as well. Then you have a robust system which is able to ca- continue the accuracy of positioning and geolocation and pose, uh, even when the GNSS signal is blocked or uh, degraded. For example, you know, uh, moving in and out of barn buildings. Uh, dense tree cover or leaf cover in orchards again dense leaf cover um thick hedgerows um and also where uh the um connectivity services uh may also be um uh not not up to scratch or be fading in and out typically um uh, uh cellular and uh, internet service providers uh, for the uh, provision of uh, correction services on top of the GNSS. So our system um, is a, um, uh, essentially boils down to some very unique um, IP, uh, and that's the heart of our product. And, and, and this um, unique uh, piece of technology actually it, you deploys AI so that you can weight the inputs, i.e. the GNSS, the IMU, the visual odometry, the wheel speed sensor, uh, it weights those depending on the external environmental conditions.
1: That's fascinating. So, I mean, just just to be clear, um, the, your technology isn't aimed to be, uh, at least at this point, a replacement necessarily for Trimble on large tractors, as so much as based on the context of the other sectors you're working in, Um, it seems to be focused much more on more cutting edge robotics solutions. And it might be interesting to hear a bit about the kind of three different sectors you're focused on and um, as to why this solution is more kind of more more tailored towards those.
0: Yes, uh, that's that's actually that's a really well put question. So let me break that down. So 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 the sectors that we're focusing on, um, that's uh, precision agriculture or agritech. Um, smart and robotic lawnmowers that can operate, you know, truly autonomously um, and without wires for boundaries. Uh, And then the third one being ALMD or autonomous last mile delivery robots, which also encompasses um, things like warehousing, um, inspection and other applications. Now, overall, I would say if if it's an autonomous robot that needs to operate um, off-road um, and has wheels or tracks. Um, we we have a solution that works. And the point you raised about um, you know uh, large uh, 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 corporate providers like Trimble um, is that you know, the performance of our system, which is pretty much standalone, with the exception of needing to provide a uh, RTK subscription, which most people have. But aside from that, it's pretty much standalone. And in terms of a price performance. Um, comparison. It's incredibly favorable. Um, We will outperform well-known industry suppliers who charge up to 10x what we're charging for our starter kits. Um, And and yet we will provide very similar, if not improved, levels of accuracy. Typically, we're operating in the area of less than uh, 1% of drift And that drift is only uh, distance dependent and not time dependent. Um, So we perform very well in the market. And um, there's a nice side to that as well in that many uh, of the um, up and coming robotics companies are startups uh, like ourselves. And so because our system is pretty much standalone, we're enabling autonomy. Uh, quickly, efficiently for the people that are our users and our customers and our partners. And it allows them to focus on the robotics and allows us to provide the um, autonomy system solution, um, thereby speeding time to market. And when you're a startup, time to market and time to money is everything. And um, our technology is helping to enable that.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. So, I mean, as you well know, we we work with a a lot of startup robotics companies in this space, um, and we've had a number of them on the podcast. Um, Plus, we've worked a very close partnership with Hands Free Farm, who have been working on similar sort of solutions. And again, you know, we have a network of 26 farms, commercial farms across the UK, um, who we work with from everything from kind of um, trying to understand different challenges that technology might be able to provide from farm solutions all the way through to testing and trialing these early stage technologies and of all the conversations that i've had with uh those from the tech developers through to the farmers you know there is an understanding that you know robotics hardware is hard robotics is very hard trying to put robotics uh even from a monitoring point of view let alone actuation point of view into an environment as varied and complex as the farm environment is very very difficult um, and you know having this sort of technology which you know as you rightly said can allow potentially an autonomous robot to start charging in a barn and be able to navigate its way out to a field and then perform the required jobs um, you know is, is potentially game-changing and yeah, yeah. So it'd be um, be, I'm, I'm very interested for us to you kind of know start putting in contact with some of our members.
0: Yeah, that, that that's good to hear. We've we've already kicked that off actually with one particular company, and uh, we hope many more. Um, generally, the reception we get to our technology is um, excitement, which is a, a lovely position to be in. Um, you know, we're we we're, we're here to learn, and we're also here to help. We we like to you know be quite close to the people that we work with um and we'll do hand-holding in terms of um analyzing data sets that they will measure from the runs using our um our vision rtk2 system we give them a access to our dashboard to uh upload um our um we allow them to upload our um uh their their test data we will analyze it We will even perform post-processing as well
1: yeah i mean it's interesting is not it? i think autonomy um has been sort of 10 years away in so many sectors you know um but i think most people would agree that we're really starting in the last sort of few years to see a massive shift um obviously a lot of that's been driven by um Uh, the leaps forward that have happened in in automotive. But, you know, we're starting to see, um, it feels like we're definitely getting towards being on the cusp of these things going from uh, minimum viable products towards commercialization. And a couple of our robotics members, you know, are now like yourself um, closing significant rounds, um, are working with large growers and are moving very much past the kind of prototype stage through to kind of commercialization and and on that so my understanding is uh you guys have been around four years
0: yeah actually yeah we're entering um uh, we're in in our fifth year now 2017 was when the project first started when our two co-founders met at the eth uh in zurich um but the like like you said um i i think um you know the um the 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 funding is going very well, and, and I think um, very deservedly so. Even though I would say that um, based on the um, genuine value add that the technology has, and you know, investors see that. You know, investors generally are very smart, and they know, and 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 they have a very good idea. You know, what works in a sector and what doesn't. Um, just circling back to your earlier point, I thought it was a very good one. You know, about this. You know. Autonomy is always 10 years away. Certainly in the automotive industry, that's been extremely true. Every year you you ask an executive in the uh, automotive world, when when, when are we going to be driven around by uh, robots? And uh, it's 10 years' time. Although I've been very pleased to see that there's some legislation um, recently um, which is moving, accelerating that here in the UK to 2017, allowing uh, ALMD's uh, autonomous delivery robots uh, to share road space, or at least the legislation for it, or perhaps more accurately, um, the changes in the highway code to accommodate that, um, which is very encouraging. But um, more specifically to this application, off-road is not subject to all that um uh, vast amount of uh, red tape and um, administration required complex insurance cases and, um, you know, the legal and, 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 and um, uh, protection um, mechanisms that we put in place yeah. for code users. And off-road um, has been a much quicker adapter of autonomous technology. Um, so that's why we focused in the sectors that we do.
1: Yeah, it's it's very interesting, and I think um, you do see that um, that often the technology is leading ahead of regulation and and insurance and policy. Um, We we tried to get ahead of that a bit at AgriEpi. We do an annual hackathon. The last hackathon we did was on safety and security around automation and robotics, Um, and we had some really, really great results come out of that one of whom are going to be working closely with Hands Free Farm to try and implement some of these solutions. Because there is a, a realisation that although we don't have the same regulatory problems that you might have on the road, there's still a lot of questions around shared space, safety um, and things like that. Um, which which will probably then come into effect insurance which I think I think most people admit that working out the conundrum around insurance around automation is but, but you know we're, we're, we're getting there with these things so yeah. it, it does feel like a very exciting time um, um and, and you guys are working truly globally I think you know a lot of the startups yeah. work with um you know, particularly, I guess, because a lot of them are hardware based, whereas you're looking at a software solution. Have had to constrain themselves somewhat, but you, yeah. you're working truly globally, aren't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 are, uh, Tom. I mean, the um the company's uh, early success actually has all been centered around um, Asian markets, and particularly with, uh, with with China, we already have reference customers. Uh, platform users um, such as Agilex who um, develop robotic platforms and we provide, yeah generic robotic platforms and we provide the uh, autonomy for those systems. And actually they're entering what we would call, I would call them pre-production heading towards mass production. So in that respect, we're coming out of the true startup phase and this is why we're going through A, A to B rounds of funding now. Um, and 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 uh, Touchwood will go beyond as well. But but yeah, we work in all markets. Uh, I'm very much focused, um, based here in the UK, but focused here in Europe, um, uh, with 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 partners and custom technology partners and customers, and also in North America. But yeah, we, we are talking to uh, organisations and companies right around the world through all the uh, the major Asian markets um, as well, and also South America. So. You know, we're still a small tip in terms of team size, I'd still call us a startup where we're well under 50 people. Um, but but in terms of, um, you know, the the stage that we brought the technology to or that lovely word that investors like to hear maturity, we're, we're well on our way to uh, to scale up. So a, a big
1: part of um, our mission at AgriEpi, um, you know, is obviously connecting tech developers like yourself to other people in the tech community and and directly with farmers. Um, But another big part of it is obviously um, this move towards sustainability um, and how we can improve the whole agri-food system towards this. Um, It might be worth having a little chat about um, the role of technologies such as yours working with robotics and other automation technologies and, and how that has the potential to help us with these sustainability goals. I mean, the, the obvious one is um, the labour shortages we face at the moment, and then of course the like incredibly high um, energy costs, which, as we well know, um, large agricultural machinery is quite fuel heavy, and mm. this is having a serious mm. knock-on effect. And therefore, would like to think that some of these emerging technologies particularly around lightweight robotics and things like that should should be able to help with both of those two kind of looming issues that we face
0: yeah yeah um so uh, i mean it's, it's you know i think good technology uh, benefits in many ways um not just you know commercially to the uh, investor shareholders and, and the company itself but also we pass that on to um our partners our customers, and 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 I think now, as as you very quite rightly raised, you, you're not a proper uh, company or building a proper corporation unless you can put that back into the community at large. So I, I think you've outlined really there some 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 very nice um, applications, um, and or I should say not applications, but benefits of autonomous technology. So let's go back to the last one um um the fact that farm machinery is quite fuel heavy you're right so by helping to ensure that farmers can drive in extremely straight lines and and you know minimizing the turn circle and keeping vehicles on track that's gonna save fuel just just by keeping um uh far uh, farm um implements and and, mm. and vehicles um on the uh Pardon the pun, the straight and narrow. Yeah, That's a very simple one, Um, but the precision ability. So when you're seeding and when you're drilling and when you're searching for weeds in crops, having mapped out a field, and these are some nice applications we're working on right now, we can talk from experience. um, Not only are you saving that fuel because you're being very accurate, but perhaps most importantly, as, as a genuine global problem, um, which may well turn to global crisis, given the way the, um, uh, the, uh, uh, the um, uh, environment is heading, especially in terms of climate change, mm. uh, improving crop yield is absolutely uh, high up, I think on most political agendas and um, uh, organizational agendas to help serve mankind. And having that centimetre level of accuracy applied to farming really makes a tangible difference um, to the yield of crops. And and it helps the farmers. It helps us as a human race feed our people more efficiently and more effectively and get the most yield from the land that we currently have. Which, let's face it, that dry land will become more and more precious as climate change um, deepens. Yeah, so I, I think what would be quite
1: interesting to understand is um, potentially, specifically for listeners to this podcast, um, what, what do within this sector what do kind of ideal partners look like? Who would who would you like to be having conversations with? Um, obviously, we're we we're, we're helping you with that already, but um, you know it'd be good to kind of get a broad understanding because it sounds like there's lots of different areas yeah. that you can help.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, um, assuming you want me to answer in terms of the agri membership and community directly, so agriculture, I, th- I think any company that's developing a robotic solution which needs to go out into the fields um, uh, for those applications that I mentioned, you know, weeding, seeding, drilling, spraying, um, picking, harvesting, all these kinds of classic uh, uh, farming applications which, which can be mechanised, um if anyone's developing technology or machines or uh, implements of any kind in that area then uh, and and they need to have some form of autonomy we we sh- we really should be talking um and 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 that i guess generically is 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 a is is a robotics company um i i think also um partners who are distributing and bolting together larger systems for the uh, agricultural and and farming communities, we can be a bolt-on part because it's so to get up and running with our technology. Then those people that are well-connected into into those markets and who are what you would, in technology terms, typically call a systems integrator or a VAR, a value-added reseller, um they would also be very interesting for us to talk to right now um we're, we're blessed here with a, with a, quite a vibrant um, when i say here i mean in the uk with a with a vibrant farming community you know we have um we're a big producer of arable crops and and you know all of those applications that i mentioned earlier yeah. are extremely relevant to the communities here yeah well, look. I think
1: it's been a really fascinating introduction, and I've um, I've, I've really enjoyed learning um, about uh, what you guys have been up to. And it's it is so incredibly relevant and helpful to so many of our members. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we we wrap up?
0: Um, I, I think we covered the the, the main points um, quite well. Um, we're, you know, our team at Fixed Position is 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 passionate about this sector of the market because, like I said, it's it's really important um, that when you're producing good technology, that it ha- yeah, that it has to solve global problems. And um, uh, whereas the overarching global problem is that machines just need or autonomous machines need to know very accurately where they are mm. at all times. You know, you you, you need um, resilience and you need accuracy at all times. It's one of those um, little maps, little those little Carnot maps, where you can't do an either or. You know, say to someone, you, you know, your 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 two hundred and fifty thousand autonomous tractor. Um, do you need to know whether accurately where it is, or do you need to know reliably where it is? <laughs> you can't choose. I need to know exactly where it is at all times. Yeah. And that's the overarching um solution for technology like ours um and we do a good job of solving it um and, and i think that's 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 important to 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 um uh to to what our technology offers and i think it's an important part of um uh, of what the market needs as well so we're all for developing that and and also for developing services for our technology you know there's a very um, in the last, I don't know, ten, maybe twenty years, even the as a service model mm-hmm. has become mm-hmm. very popular. It's very popular in farming. I can think of one customer in particular who rent out their kit as a service. It's um, you know it avoids capital expenditure, and, and we are heading into that model as well with our technology. And we'll be offering um, things like post processing as a service um, in future generations of our product releases. So. Um, Hopefully, we can really um, add value uh, to the community um, at Agri-Epi Center And we really look, as a new member, we, uh, we really look forward to engaging with the community because it seems to be um, um, uh, of very high value.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. no well, we're, we're very glad to have you guys on board. And like I said before, um, it's uh, there's already some very obvious um, connections and partnerships. Um, so, look forward to seeing how those will play out over the next few months and ongoing. Well, brilliant. Well, David, thank you so much for taking some time to have a chat with me. And um, My I'm pleasure. to speak soon.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on this uh, show.